Hello and welcome to episode number five of season two of the Failsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the lead personal trainer, nutrition and weight management advisor, kinesiologist and golf performance coach of the show. Welcome to the show. It's going to be an interesting one this week. Short, sharp and quick this week. I'm going to apologise for this podcast going out a little late. It's normally 5pm on a Monday. It's currently 8pm on the Monday night. It will be out probably before 10pm. I do apologise. It's been a very busy weekend. We'll get into it over the next few minutes or so. Usual podcast as all you listeners know. So we're going to do what I've been up to over the last week or so, especially over the last few days, which is the reason why this podcast has been delayed. <clears throat> we're going to look at a exercise that everyone can do, not just golfers, but everyone out there should be doing to get create their buns of steel. We're going to look at a few little um, healthy snacking recipes or healthy snacking ideas. We're going to take a look at golf course management and when i call it by that on course decision making so hitting shots when to hit shots how to hit shots if you should hit those shots uh, and also a little bit about our blog post of the week so as i say i do apologize for this podcast going out a little late if you're listening to this post recording and post launch then you doesn't really affect you you're on the catch-up <laughs> so yeah, I mean this weekend's been kind of a mad one. Uh it's been raining, obviously, it's been a little bit of drizzle. Still waiting for the golf course that I'm I'm gonna be golf performance coach of to open so I can welcome all some new clients, welcome some old friends and some new friends into my life that we can help get to play better golf. And then come Friday, Saturday, weather wasn't too bad, spend a little time on the simulator. And if you've seen my post over socials over the last few days, you will have seen a couple of scorecards that went up. So shot level par at my home course, which is Himmy Hall Golf Center. And then shot an 80 at Louisville, which is where the PGA Tour event was going on. Unfortunately, that wasn't my competition score. That was a round I did later. So I shot 88, 86, and then 80. So still broke 90 on all three rounds, but really found something in my game and found something in my swing and long game. I've been working on my long game a lot, and I think a lot of people neglect the long game because I can't hit a five iron, I can't hit a hybrid, I can't hit a three wood off the deck or a fairway wood off the deck. My driver's terrible off, off the tee, so I only hit three wood or four wood or five wood, etc. etc. And some people get to the point where they've got 14 clubs in their bag and five clubs are at the long end of the bag out of five clubs out of six, they just don't hit. Because they choose not to hit them. They'd rather hit a 7-iron 130 yards than try and crush a 5-iron 160, 170 yards. Which they have the full potential to do, but they just refuse to practice it. And this is where 
I'm hopefully going to come in this year and help people crush their fairway woods, crush their hybrids, smash it off the tee, fix the issues that they do have. An extra pair of eyes does help, and I, I've been out playing golf today with a good friend of mine, and they've struggled off the tee. And I've took a video of one of their swings, and the swing that he put on it was okay, but when you slow it down and look at the positions he's in and look at the way the club head's turning and this, that, and the other, he was inside straight away. He's then, he doesn't rotate into his back, into his back swing. He's, he's then folded up like a pretzel. Club's closed, hot, uh, parallel. Then at the top of his backswing, it's way open because he's flicked his wrists. And then he doesn't deliver. He get, then he drops his, comes over the top, drops his shoulder to the ball. So he has no room to release the club head. Now the club head's open. And, and it, so the only path it's got to go is left. Because it's got to go left because his hips haven't opened. So they're not going towards target. Club face is now going left. Face is open. Club path is going left. Club face is open right. So the ball just goes right and then goes further, further right. And we've all seen that ballooning high fade, which is glorious if it started down the left-hand side of the fairway. But when it starts right-hand side of the fairway and ends up two fairways away, it's another kind of glorious. So fixing things like that have been a... I've had that in my swing and I've worked hard over this winter to try and put some feels in place and I've worked with my the youngest lad in the house. I say youngest lad, he's, he's nearly 28 now, which is frightening. And he is left-handed, so being right-handed and left-handed, it's, it's hard to explain different feels, but I've managed to do it. He's managed to get it down and I think he's doing really well. And I said I wanted to transform my game, my sim game, onto the golf course. And I think today it was kind of there. It was 50-50. It was getting used to a, a course I'd never played before as well. Ended up shooting 84. You know, we struggled a little bit, I think, fitness-wise. Very up and down, very hilly course, very slopey lies. And for your first round, well, I say first round back in 2023, but first local round in 2023, it was hard to to get through, but I I knew I'd done the work, and I knew I struggled with committing to the shots. And I talk about this a lot on the show, committing to hitting the shots in golf. Just as you've got to commit to a nutrition plan, you've got to commit to an exercise plan, you've got to commit to a stretching plan, no mobility. You've got to commit to so many things in life to get better at them. And committing to hitting shots at a golf course you don't know is hard to do. Mess with my head for a little while. And then by the end of it, I had a I had a, a an okay start, a bad middle of the front nine, an okay finish to the front nine, a bad start to the back nine, and then a good finish to the back nine. So even itself out. <coughs> but yeah, so I've been out I've been on the simulator, I've been working with some clients. And I play golf myself today. So, apologise. I was out enjoying myself too. I'm allowed a life. So, that's that's it. That's the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast and doing this show. Trying to help people out through my experiences and other people's experiences. That I can make you a better golfer. A fitter person. And stacking healthier. So... 
first course of action today is an exercise that everyone should do whether you're a golfer whether you're a fitness you know entrepreneur whether you're a someone just starting in the fitness game but particularly if you're someone who's starting in the fitness game or someone who's a little bit older so 30 plus 35 40 plus that struggles with a little bit of back pain so one way to fix back pain is to make your glutes your bum cheeks as hard as they can be and this little exercise can be done all you've got to do is stand up nice and straight then I want you to tuck so feel like you're tucking your pelvis under your ribs so you're going to push it forward and tuck and then what I want you to do is bring one leg off the floor and I just want you to feel the tightness in that glute and I want you to pump that that left leg so we say 20 times pump it back 20 times forward and back keeping your pelvis tucked keeping that bum nice and tight little pulses 20 reps on the left 20 reps on the right take 30 seconds and do it again go three to five rounds three rounds minimum five rounds maximum <clears throat> do that every day for 30 days and see how your lower back pain gets on because with the bum with those glutes being nice and tight nice and firm having a bit of muscle on them is going to alleviate and obviously tucking your pelvis under is going to alleviate the pressure on your lower back and it's going to help with your everyday life so give that exercise a try so tuck your pelvis stand up nice and straight tuck your pelvis under 20 pumps on the left 20 pumps on the right just kicking your heel back and to the front back to the front back just level with your other foot back to the other leg feel that glute tense do that every day for 28 days and trust me your back pain will be thanking you for it and that is your exercise tip of the week and it's going to be a great one trust me it really does work moving on to the blog post then so something I've been thinking about blog posts have been about protein and fats and carbs and I've done a little bit of micronutrients and I've done sugar and I've even put out a free uh, free exercise plan is on the website right now so if you're just starting to go to the gym and you need something to do this is the most basic bitch plan you'll ever see and it's the basic plan that every personal trainer on the planet will work off whether you're using a barbell or a dumbbell kettlebells some kind of weight or resistance band it's it's the basis of what most personal trainers will use and it's completely free on the website there are two versions of it so there's the the, the basic i've never done any exercise before in my life going to the gym and there's the little bit of extra basic plan that's got about five or six exercises you do aba bab aba bab and you just keep progressing and you do those for about six to twelve months then you'll be ready for pretty much anything i think but this week's blog post is more of a sort of beginner's guide to lifting and a, a ladies a females entrance to because they see 
know, us hulking guys walking around, lifting dumbbells, throwing barbells around, deadlifts, you know, bench press, front squat. They see all that and they get a little bit, well, I don't want to do any of that because that looks scary. And it's more of a why you should do it rather than how much weight you should lift. But there are many reasons. There are six very good reasons on there. You know, bone density, muscle loss, things like that. So once you get over 30, you'll probably lose about 2 to 3% of muscle a year as you degrade from your 30s down into your 50s and 60s. And once you're above 60, that, that 2 or 3% can turn into 5 and 10% a year, and then you can just rapidly fall off the hill. So by starting a small lifting program with very light weights, with quite a few reps, you know, 12 to 15 reps with a little light dumbbell or a kettlebell, you can stave off this muscle loss. And it will, you know, there are many reasons on there. There are six reasons, in fact. Go take a look at the blog post. It's very interesting. I've put it out there. Go and have a read. Self-promotion time as well. So, as I've said before, 1st of May, I'll be doing 3 for 2 at Himley Hall Golf Centre. So, if you do want to come and get your golf performance coaching, then you can do that. You can also get your personal training and your nutrition and weight management training all 3 for 2 throughout May. It's going to be an interesting month. Obviously, the golf club is going to be open. I'm going to be very busy. We're going to try and get everybody in. And a little bonus for those people who are coming for the golf coaching. So something I was thinking about the other day, I'm going to do a little prize. So Sunday mornings, about 11 o'clock, 11, quarter past 11 on Sunday mornings, starting the, the first Sunday in May, I'll be doing a uh, beginner's guide to short game. <clears throat> so a Sunday short game session, it'll cost five pounds. It'll last somewhere in the region of 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on how many people I get to come. <coughs> five pound each. Sign up sheet will be in the club shop. And for every session that you attend, your name will go into a hat. And I will have, for the first four months, I will have a put-out as a free gift. So I'll do the draw live on here. I'll also put a video on the socials for the person who's won it, who's come and had a session with me or come and had a practice with me on the Sunday. Also, the first 20 clients I get throughout May who sign up to come and have some golf coaching, there's going to be a little bonus for you in it. So we've got some divot tools and some pencils and some uh, markers that are exclusive to my clients. For the first 20 that sign up, you will get a little bonus gifty as well. <clears throat> Self-promotion over. <laughs> That's me done. All the links are available. They're on the show notes. Also available via my socials. And all the information will be going up on the Himley Hall Golf Centre site and my site as a blog post. 
very, very, very soon. The next thing is your nutrition tip of this week. So this is something I've been asked a million times. And it's something that's very interesting because I give people this, I put information out there and they still ask me the same question. I want something healthy to eat, healthy to snack on. And healthy snacking is a can be a dangerous word and snacking is dangerous in itself. But these are my kind of five go-tos. So the first go-to for healthy snacking is nuts. Not I am nuts. I mean as in actual nuts. So Brazils, cashews, walnuts, mixed nuts, anything like that. Anything that you can just grab, peanuts. Preferably not salted. Pistachios, again, not unsalted. But, you know, you don't want too much salt in the sodium in your life. So unsalted nuts as a mix are great. You can't eat too many of them before you feel a bit there. And they're, you know, they're healthy fats, etc, etc, etc. The fibre that's in them is all very good. The second one is Greek yoghurt and berries. So Greek yoghurt, very natural, very healthy. Uh, naturally low in sugar, quite high in protein. So a dollop of, of natural yoghurt added with some blueberries, raspberries, strawberry, or just fruit in general is very, very good for you. And quite satiating in terms of you're getting a bit of fat, you're getting a bit of sugar. So that's my second one is uh, Greek yogurt and some kind of berry or fruit. The third one is an acquired taste. I mean, I'd, I'd say acquired taste because I know there's a few people, vegans in particular, do prefer like this. And I think it's apples. So sliced apples with peanut butter. So obviously... A little dish, a couple of spoons of peanut butter, apple or two, sliced up into slices. And you'd be surprising how satisfying that is. It's a very, very nice, very sort of acquired taste at first, but it kind of grows on you over time. It's grown on me, certainly. So apples, sliced apples and some peanut butter, amazing. Good healthy snack as well. The second one, healthy, kind of not healthy. So celery and cream cheese. We all know... You know, cream cheese is processed. It's it's not great for you, but it will again satiate a hit of fat and carbs and proteins and get a response from your body. With the celery being really low calorie, and you're getting some essential nutrients in as well. So celery and cream cheese, quite satisfying. Just spread it down the middle. Num 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 num. Get that down you. And then, of course, the obvious one. If it isn't already, it's already been involved in two of my uh, of my things. Is fruit. Fruit of pretty much any kind. Uh, you know, apples, bananas, melons, watermelon, things like that. Are just going to satiate you. Pears, banana. You know, thing. Any fruit. Just a little fruit salad. One banana. One apple. A little bit of pineapple here and there. You know, a little bit of mango, maybe a kiwi, all that in a bowl. That's going to just get you satiated and keep you satiated with, a, you know, a hit of, you know, carbohydrates and some sugars and some fructose. That's going to just satisfy your itch, 
to eat something. So those are my five healthy snacks for this week. I hope you can use them. A couple are required tastes, but anything nuts, Greek yogurt and berries, apple and peanut butter, celery and cream cheese, and of course any kind of fruit. Any fruit. In fact, most some vegetables as well. I'm really sad. I quite like a parsnip. Um, I'm really weird. So what I'm doing, I do honey glazed parsnips for dinner sometimes. And sometimes this is one that uh, I'm not going to cut that up because it's a bit tiny. I'll actually peel it. I'll scrape the peel off and I'll cut it into, into little slices and I'll just sit there and eat raw parsnip. I'm very strange. So yeah, that's your healthy snacking for the week. Moving on to the golf side of things. <clears throat> this is where all my other people just go, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I've got my information I need. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. So out there today playing golf, and I realized something, and I realized it's something that I know I've worked hard over the winter on the simulator to try and do. But it's a little different when you're out on course because you're out there and you're you're playing okay, and you want to you're always trying to want to try and hit that hero shot, and it's on course decision making. Now I looked at the golf course we were going to. I'm a rare breed. When I'm going anywhere new, I will sit and pour over the Swing U app, look at distances. I know the distances. You know, driver three wood hybrids go four iron. We'll go off the tee. And I'm looking, going, well, I can hit four iron off that tee, then I'll hit a wedge in. I can hit three wood off that tee and hit a, hit a you know, seven, eight iron in, or eight or nine iron in, or maybe even a wedge. And when I got there, I did none of those things. I, I actually had it written down on a note on my phone. I never opened it. I just saw the hole and went, yeah, I'm going to hit three wood. When in my mind and in the notes, I'd actually said I'll hit a four iron. Four iron would have been bad, but the three wood was pulled left, but I managed to chip it to like 10, 10, 12 feet and two putted for a par, so I was quite happy. And this is something I want all of you to do, because most of you out there, you club golfers out there, you play the same golf course. You might only play for six months of the year. So those six months of the year is 26 weeks. So you probably pay maybe 30 rounds a year, maybe, maybe. You, you get that weekend where you, your wife or your partner lets you book, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I don't have that with my partner. She wants to play golf as much as me, so I can play as much as I like. It's great when she's not injured. <clears throat> but those 30 rounds of the year, I want you to look back on your history. Take a piece of paper out, nine holes, 18 holes, write them down. So hole one, and I want you to write tee shot, Second shot, approach, putt. Now, obviously, approach might mean if, if your course is, is full of long par fours, long par fives, you're going to hit your tee shot, you're going to hit something up to the green, and then you're going to chip on and hopefully get a couple of putts. I want you to write those down. 1 to 18, the top of the page, I want you to write T, second shot, approach shot, and putts and I want you to write down the clubs that you normally hit on all those holes <clears throat> and when you go out to your golf course 
I want you to go and hit those clubs. Just for one round, go and hit those clubs that you've written down. Take a photo of it on your phone. You can bring it up in your phone whilst you're walking around and go and hit those shots to those exact numbers and tell me how you get on. Because I bet at some point, one of those holes that you think you hit a club is going to be short, it's going to be long, it's going to be pulled, it's going to be put in a, in a dodgy lie, it's going to be put behind a tree, and you're going to see a gap. And this is where your on-course decision-making needs to change. It's a mindset. And I did this today early, probably hole three, hole four. It was in my head. I didn't know where I was going. I wasn't sure whether the club was going to be long enough. And I was unsure what direction I was hitting in. Which is a bit of a problem when you're playing on a golf course that's quite near a road. So, I pulled a couple of shots and I knew if it went left, so I aimed a little bit further right. And I, I actually pulled it, pulled it properly on the third. And then, knowing that there's a green behind those trees, I thought, oh, please don't let it have gone onto that green. And it turns out it's not just a green, it was a set of tee boxes as well. I was like, oh, okay. I came short of the tree, so I was alright. But then I made a decision to hit an 8-iron sideways. It was forward about 20 yards, but it was sideways about 40 yards. And I didn't hit it very well. It wasn't a clean strike. And I just thought, well, if I'd have hit a little hybrid, a little bumpy hybrid or a 4-iron, it would have gone 20 or 30 yards further down the fairway. I'd have been away from all these trees. And I wouldn't be trying to cut low cut a three wood 230 yards i hit that shot and didn't go very well it clipped the underside of a tree and ended up by the green 50 yards away from me so yeah and this is where it comes down to on course decision making so write down all your numbers all the clubs that you normally hit and go and hit those shots but at some point that plan is going to go wrong and this is where i want people to just think about what they're doing don't always try and play the hero shot i tried to play safe today and i was overly cautious which is the opposite you know i didn't commit my on course decision was probably could it, if i'd have played the course a couple of times before and i knew where i was going i probably would have still hit the same eight iron but i've committed to the shot i would have absolutely committed to that shot just bumped it 60 yards from beyond the tree and then probably gone and hit three hybrid to the green but today I didn't know where I was going I was in a bit of a panic I was a little flustered I've got guys teeing off 30 feet away and I'm chipping out 60 yards <coughs> to find that it chipped out 40 yards because I didn't commit to the shot so on course decision making is a fluid thing you know, we all see a gap. We're all going to hit this shot. We're all going to hit that shot. And it doesn't quite work out. So basically what I'm trying to say is take a breath. It's something I did later on in the round, you know, towards the edge of the end of the back nine and towards the end of the actual round. I hit four pars. I shot 84. I hit four pars at the end of the round in a row. After having... Two double bogeys and two bogeys on the first four holes 
of the back nine because again panicking it was a bit of a hard hat golf course to be fair there was tees and greens and fairways everywhere i didn't like it i didn't like the way the golf course played so i didn't i put myself in a bad mindset and then when i made an on-course decision like i'm going to hit this club that far I wasn't committing to that shot because there was too much going on around me. I was too worried something was going to happen. So committing to your shots and making a decision and stand by them. If you're not fully confident when you've stood over a golf ball and you're going to hit it, don't hit it. Step away. Have a think. Is this the right thing? And it's something I didn't do enough today. But when I did on the back nine, the last four holes, and two or three holes on the front nine, I stood there with confidence and went, I'm going to hit this this far, this hard, with this swing. This is where it's going to go. And it did. I committed to the shot. I made the decision and hit it. But when I didn't, it went badly. <clears throat> so, on-course decision-making is a fluid thing. You need to be confident in your ability to do whatever you're trying to do. <clears throat> and not always trying to hit the hero shot which a couple of times a day I tried to do and failed miserably because I haven't played enough golf. That's the first full round of 18 holes I've had since the beginning of February. And it's now, what, the 24th of April. So, yeah, it's been eight weeks, nearly nine weeks, since I've had a full round of proper golf. That hasn't been on the simulator. So my on-course decision-making was not great. And I just want you all to be aware of that. Make your decisions. Make them fluid. Have a plan. I think having a plan will help you. So if you know your first, your first tee shot always goes left with the driver, switch to a three-wood or a hybrid so it doesn't go left out of bounds. You know, think about the shots when you write the nine. If that happens, then think about hitting an iron or a hybrid or a three-wood off the tee, higher fairway wood off the tee. So it doesn't go out of bounds, but you're still in play and you can, you can carry on and see how that goes for you. So if you have a plan and something goes wrong, you can always go, well, I just need to get it to that spot to hit this shot. And it, it'll give you a good idea of how to course manage. And it's something that I didn't do very well today. I did, I did well on occasion, but I didn't do it well enough. And it's something I'm hoping to bring into the, the, the performance side of coaching is that taking people around a couple of holes, decision-making whilst they're on course, can have a big effect on how big their, or low their scores are. And that's pretty much it. It's been just over 30 minutes. I said it was going to be a short and sharp one this week. I do apologise for this going out late. If you're listening later on, hey, what the hell? Why were you in the start? <laughs> Only kidding. So recap of the show, blog post, it's a beginner's guide to lifting. It's primarily aimed at the ladies, but obviously if you're getting on in years and you're thinking, I need to put some muscle mass on, the six reasons why you should be doing it and how you should be doing it on that blog post, link is in the description. Build your glutes. If you've got back pain, you're, you're playing any kind of sport, golf included, go and build those glutes. Stand nice and tall, tuck those hips, pump the left leg back, then the right leg back 20 times, take 30 seconds, do that 3 to 5 times 
a day for 28 days and tell me your back isn't feeling a little better make those buns firmer make those bum cheeks nice and stiff and you'll take the pressure off your lower back it does work trust me also healthy snacking five things for you to snack on any kind of nuts preferably unsalted greek yogurt and any kind of berry apple slices and peanut butter is an acquired taste but trust me it's delicious celery and cream cheese again <clears throat> not the ultra healthiest of snack but it flip side the celery is nothing the cream cheese is, is where you want it if you've got low fat or you know whatever that's going to help you out just scratch an itch and of course intaking any kind of fruit is going to help satiate you as well talking about training and coaching and all that may 1st of may three for two is back on the table personal training nutrition and weight management and golf coaching if you're a member or you want to come and have a lesson at himley hall golf center book yourself in on the website i will sort you out and then we're going to do a short game sunday it's going to be around 11 quarter past 11 every sunday for about 45 minutes to an hour depending on how many people turn up five pound a pop come and have a look at it you will get yourselves a free gift the first 50 people that come to the short game sunday will get a free gift also your names along with the all the clients that book performance coaching lessons with me at the golf club they will also go into a monthly draw to win yourself a putt out to make yourself a better putter you can do that at home the put outs are retailing at about 30 quid everywhere at the minute and i'm going to be giving one of those away for the next four months starting in may get on it get booking and of course if you are playing golf i'm going to help you with the course on course decisions as well <clears throat> I've certainly made a note of my mistakes today, but write your holes down that you play and the clubs down that you play. So tee shot, second shot, approach shot, and your putting. How many putts you tend to have, how close is your chipping, how good your second shots. Write the clubs down that you hit. Go and play to that plan. And when things go awry, see how you deal with it. You know where your good shot is going to be or should be. So can you get yourself to your good shot or can you get yourself so you can give yourself a chance of getting to the green or at least getting up there close. Thank you very much for listening to me drone on for the last 35 minutes or so. It's been an absolute pleasure to be in your ears. I hope to hear all from you soon. If you do have any questions for the show, link is in the description. Email me at failsafefitness at hotmail.com. Any questions? That is coming up, by the way. We are going to have around another couple of shows, and then we will be doing a Your Questions Answered podcast. There will be three golf, three nutrition, and three fitness ones. The most popular ones that come through the emails will get answered. We'll do nine questions, quickfire show, be around 35, 40 minutes, Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Michael. Stay fit, stay healthy, keep golfing. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>